The Central Election Commission has announced the 2024 elections, marking the official start of the race. According to commission statistics, about 19.5 million people are eligible to vote, including 1.02 million first-time voters. Taiwanese residing abroad can apply for voter reinstatement by December 4th. Independent presidential candidates will have to file with the CEC by this Sunday and submit more than 290,000 signatures by November 2nd. Eligible candidates will be announced by November 14th. Central Election Commission Chairman Li Jingyong puts up the announcement. About 19.5 million people will be eligible to vote in the 2024 election, and 1.02 million of them will be first-timers. The CEC plans to offer nearly 18,000 polling stations and to train about 250,000 election workers to staff them. On the day of the vote, the CEC will establish a command center to deal with issues that arise. Taiwanese living abroad have until December 4th to apply to vote at the district, township or city office where their household is registered. The deadline also applies to people whose household registration has expired. Some people may not have household registration because they were unable to return to Taiwan under the pandemic. After two years, household registration expires. So if two years have passed, and you no longer have household registration, the same rules apply. If you want to return to Taiwan to vote, you have to apply for household registration at the last place you lived. In the presidential election, independent candidates will have to file to run between September 13th and September 17th and present a petition with enough signatures by November 2nd. The CEC will announce the outcome of the filing by November 14th. Each independent candidate will need at least 290,000 signatures. Direct nominations are allowed by four political parties, the DPP, KMT, the Taiwan People's Party, and the New Power Party. Terry Goh is expected to apply to run as an independent, although he's not ruled out an alliance with the KMT or TPP. The CEC was asked if Goh can give up an independent run after being approved. If he doesn't file to run as an independent, he won't have to drop out. Even if he does complete a filing, there won't be any problems. The CEC says that with enough signatures, anyone can qualify to run for president. But as for what approved candidates choose to do afterward, that's left entirely up to them. DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde has unveiled his policies for Taiwan's youth. In this campaign's second major policy presentation, Lai vowed to increase investment in the 0 to 22 age bracket. For children up to six years old, Lai pledged to improve the child care system by reducing teacher to student ratios and increasing subsidies. For children aged 6 to 18, Lai said he would create equal opportunities by waiving tuition for all senior high and vocational schools. As for young adults aged 18 to 22, Lai vowed to set up a scholarship fund to send students abroad. He also plans to encourage international schools to establish branch campuses in Taiwan. Taipei and New Taipei are gearing up to host the 2025 Summer World Masters Games. At a Tuesday press event, the two cities' mayors announced a series of sports courses and camps that will be held ahead of the Games. The free activities will be open to all. Pulling their bowstrings tight. Taipei Mayor Jiang Wan An and New Taipei Mayor Hou Youyi made a joint appearance to announce the 2025 Summer World Masters Games and its warm up events. 
There is very little time, and time waits for no one. I am very happy to be partnering with Taipei City because we have similar opinions and attitudes. We're making an effort to connect all our tasks seamlessly. There's just under 600 days before the competition. Ahead of the event, Taipei and New Taipei will hold 104 free training events for newcomers and seasoned sportsmen alike. Some will be led by professional athletics coaches. Hello, my friends! The promotional video for the games was premiered at the event. It spotlights the beauty of Taiwan's mountains and coastline, as well as its culture and tourism resources. The 2029 Summer World Masters Games will be the first international multi sport event to be held in Taiwan since the 2017 Summer Universiad. Organizers hope the competition will put Taiwan on the map and bring people together. Let Taipei and New Taipei show that one plus one can be more than two. There are endless possibilities. I would like to thank the central government sports administration for its strong support and assistance, which have made the planning process very smooth. Officials hope the games will bring together sports, culture, and tourism, building a bridge between Taiwan and the world and driving interest in sports across the nation. Officials are exploring ways to expand senior access to foreign caregivers. Currently, older adults who want to hire a foreign caregiver must pass a functionality test based on the Bartho Index. In discussions on Tuesday, officials drafted a plan that waives the Bartho Index requirement for certain disease categories, such as mild and severe dementia. This would apply to you if your age fits the criteria and you have a disease such as Parkinson's, dementia, or cancer. A more diverse range of accreditation institutions would be made available, for instance, long term care management centers. These are all things to think about. With some diseases, we require that the care recipient be in a severe condition to qualify, but we're looking into allowing people with even mild dementia to replace a Barthel Index assessment with a diagnosis certificate. Under the government's plan, older adults with certain diseases won't need to be assessed the traditional way. Instead, they can qualify with proof of a doctor's diagnosis or disability certification. Exceptions may also be made for older adults whose needs cannot be met by the long term care services currently available. The presidential office's sleepover program is back. From September to December, 15 groups of participants from 12 countries will stay overnight at the presidential office building. The first participant is Patrick Paulini, an award winning Slovakian filmmaker and photographer. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang met Paulini to find out if he's looking forward to exploring Taiwan. Hello, I'm Patrick. Nice to meet you. It's a big pleasure、yeah. for me. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm Brad Fessler. Nice to meet you. Nice、yeah. to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm Patrick. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Vice President Lai Qingde and Secretary General to the President Lin Jialong greet Patrick Paulini, an award winning Slovakian filmmaker and photographer. That's a traditional beverage.、Uh, mm-hmm. Called winter melon tea. <laughs> He samples Taiwanese delicacies, including winter melon tea. Paulini will be spending three weeks in Taiwan and one night in the presidential office building. What do you think? <laughs> it's very nice. Very yeah, nice. it's very nice.、Okay. Beautiful.、Mm. <laughs> I like the architecture and 
Yeah. Also, all, all the and other buildings. Bellini is acclaimed for his vivid photography and videography works. His Instagram boasts over 80,000 followers and over 43,000 on YouTube. He said Taiwan is mysterious, and that is why he wanted to visit and share it with his followers. He wants to showcase the beauty of Taiwan and its architecture, and to learn about its traditions. I think this country is totally different than uh, than. Uh, Europe or different country in Asia because I love Asia and I travel a lot in Asia last years. I travel all the countries, Southeast Asia and uh, Japan as well. I never been in Taiwan and uh, before this trip I I don't know nothing about Taiwan. I, I know that the capital city is Taipei but nothing more and that's why I, I I want to visit this country and know something more about this. And after that, I'm going to the mountains, to Sun Moon Lake and the mountain around. Uh, that's the places which I'm looking forward the most, probably because I like I love the nature and mountains. I'm do I'm doing a lot of hiking, so can't wait to be there and visit all the places. And also, I want to see and visit some small villages because I love people living in small villages in different parts of the world. After a hiatus of four years, the presidential office's sleepover program is back in action. The guests hail from 12 countries, including the US, Japan, Canada, France, and South Korea. There are also participants from four new countries Slovakia, Malaysia, the Netherlands, and Vietnam. From September to December, 15 groups of participants will arrive in Taiwan to sleep over at the presidential office building. During the trip, they will also travel around Taiwan and create content about their experience. I'm doing a video for my videos for my followers. I'm trying to shoot the beauties of the country and also something with people, with local people, uh, of course, local traditional foods drinks and uh, show people in my country something what is not so common in our country and in, in our lives. Spend a night at Taiwan's presidential office building is in its second year. Through this unique program, organizers hope to introduce the beauty of Taiwan to the world. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Tan Junhao in Taipei. A batch of eggs from Brazil has been recalled for having the wrong expiration dates. The eggs were shipped from Brazil on May 30th, carrying expiration dates between September 24th and the 27th. But when they reached the shelves in Taiwan, they were labeled with an expiry date of October 5th. The eggs distributor says the labeling was a mistake and launched a recall. The expiration date does not match the date carried during entry. This happened due to negligence on my part. I apologize to consumers. We have launched a full recall. The true expiration date was between September 24th and 27th. In other words, all Brazilian eggs on the market today are safe and have not yet passed their actual expiration date. During inspections, we obtained evidence that shows violations of Article 28. That is, the product's expiration dates are inconsistent with the dates of the original manufacturer. The FDA confirms that the Taiwan distributor mislabeled the eggs in violation of food safety laws. Penalties could be up to 4 million NT. Supermarket chain PX Mart says it will accept returns and exchanges with proof of purchase up until November 11th. 
To mark its 50th anniversary, the Industrial Technology and Research Institute held an international forum titled Envisioning a Better Future. The event featured keynotes from prominent tech leaders, including representatives from Applied Materials Taiwan, Corning, and Merck. The speakers gave insights into global trends for the year 2035 to help Taiwan position itself for future business prospects. Stand before the AI camera and look into the screen. Hold up a gesture and the corresponding fish is highlighted on screen. It's smart technology in action in the field of education. Moving from the ocean to land, sensors can be installed in the soil to measure moisture and warn of potential landslides. It's one of Eatree's cutting-edge technologies developed in response to a rapidly changing world. Now on its 50th anniversary, it held an international forum to explore trends and business opportunities for the year 2035. Ichi has a 2035 technology strategy and roadmap, which focuses on the application domains of quality health, smart living, as well as sustainable environment and resilient society. Of course, we use smart technology to support these various domains. Six industry giants from the US, Germany, the UK, Japan and Austria converged in Taiwan to deliver keynotes at the forum. The hybrid format with online and physical events attracted more than 1,000 participants. Taiwan's electronics industry is highly developed. The government also has long-term plans in the biopharmaceutical industry. We look forward to working with eTree, domestic manufacturers, and the government to further cooperation in bio-ICT. In Taiwan, small and medium-sized enterprises or some industry players aren't that quick with developing AI. So through industry-academia collaboration, we can explore ways to make further improvements on issues like energy conservation and on reducing our emissions and carbon footprint. As a driver for innovation in Taiwan, eTree not only plays a vital role in R&D, but also promotes international exchanges to connect Taiwan with the world. A delegation from New Zealand's Ministry of Maori Development arrived in Taiwan last week to celebrate links with Taiwan's indigenous peoples. The Maori guests greeted Council of Indigenous Peoples Minister Ichiang Parad with the traditional forehead press or hongi, described by NZ official Tamati Olsen as a sacred action. Ichiang Parad emphasized the potential for mutual exchange around geothermal energy and its uses in Taiwan's indigenous communities. Both sides were also celebrating 10 years of the Taiwan-Kiwi bilateral trade deal, ANZTEC. AMI's performers wear traditional dress during an energetic dance to welcome distinguished Maori guests from the New Zealand government. As an indigenous person, it makes me feel proud. It fills my heart to see AMIs taking a role in today's activities, an active, uh, active role. Visibly touched by the welcome, the Maori visitors responded with a dance of their own. Then they greeted Council of Indigenous Peoples Minister Ichan Parad with the traditional hongi or forehead press to show friendship between the two nations. Seen together of noses, expelling of breath, sharing of the life force between two people is a very sacred action for Māori. 
The delegation came to Taiwan to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the ANZTEC trade deal and witness its outcomes, but more importantly, to promote cultural exchange between indigenous peoples. It so happens that Taiwan and New Zealand both have rich geothermal energy potential. In the last two or three years, New Zealand has been proactively working with Taiwan's indigenous peoples to work out how to share the effects of our own natural resources, the geothermal energy in our villages, and how the New Zealand Maori people can draw on their own experiences and exchanges with Taiwan. Maori and Taiwanese indigenous peoples belong to the same Austronesian language family, and scholars believe they share a common ancestry. Working together, they're bringing visibility to the strength and beauty of indigenous cultures. A student has launched a project to share her mother's Indonesian culture with classmates. Lai Fangyi has been helping her mother share Indonesian heritage since she was tiny. Lai takes pride in her Indonesian identity and in, in the many cultural traditions that her mother has handed down. From music and dance to weaving and cuisine, Indonesia has a rich heritage that Lai has studied for many years. And now she's branched out to share Indonesian musical instruments with her peers. She hopes to become an even greater advocate for cross-cultural understanding in the years to come. Hello, Abagabar. Lai Fang Yi is teaching traditional Indonesian dance for older people in the community center with her mother, Xu Ying. Then everyone tries their hand at Indonesian weaving. Lai becomes her mother's teaching assistant, helping the students resolve problems big and small. She began this work of spreading Indonesian culture as a second grader. As if by osmosis, she was inspired to devote herself to cultural heritage transmission as well. At the time, I thought it was really fun to tag along with my mom. It's so fun to go to all these different places and I could spread my mom's culture. I think it's something special because my identity is different from everyone else. Lai's mother, Xu Qingying, is Indonesian of Chinese descent. When she married a Taiwanese man and settled here, her Mandarin wasn't perfect and she felt a lot of self-doubt. But she was energized by cultural transmission work. She started the work by herself while hoping that her daughter would actively identify with Indonesian culture. I wanted my daughter to understand the culture and to have a certain respect for it and to feel a little proud. With her mother's encouragement, Lai made a project based on her Indonesian identity and applied for the government's Journey of Dreams scheme. She taught classmates at her school to play the ankulong, a traditional Indonesian instrument. With the support of the scheme, she made a visit to her maternal grandparents' home, building deeper understanding of the place where her mother grew up. I think there's no bad in culture. It's just that everyone is different in some way. It's just that there's an extra cultural difference, so I can share with everyone in my own way. Then of course people will understand better. Lai doesn't put any limits on her own future. For now, she wants to keep on finding new ways to bring Indonesian culture closer to the hearts of her friends in Taiwan.